Hello, this is Elizabeth Mower, president of BEI. And I'm John Brown, the founder of BEI. Each episode, we take you into the world of exit planning, sharing the stories, struggles, and opportunities of business owners and their advisors. Thanks for joining me today. I'm with Julia Carlson. Julia, we decided to sit down with you today to talk a little bit about your business planning practice because what I know about you and the way that you work with business clients is that you're a lot more than sort of financial planning or a particular technical expertise. And what your clients have told you is that they value a more kind of rounded, uh, well-rounded and more thoughtful and more complex set of services to business clients than what may be a traditional financial planner or other kind of technical advisor would offer. Do, you know, did I get that right? Are you doing a lot more than what you probably would have done when you started your career in professional services? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I think starting out in financial services, it was all about finding the best investment and retirement planning, a little bit of uh, wealth management or um, legacy planning. But now as more and more business owners have come to us for help with designing their exit strategy and their exit planning, it's it's very clear to us that that they need so much more. And what I mean by that is they need to have a proactive tax plan. They need to know what's going to happen and how much taxes am I going to be owing prior to deciding to exit their business. It also We also want to make sure that they have the corporate structure and the management team in place you know, they, they, a lot of business owners, they build their own business and they have so much of that intellectual capital in their heads. And so helping them create structure and processes gets that out of their head onto paper. And it brings a lot of clarity, most for the employees that work for them, mm-hmm. uh, but also it creates more value in their company as that they're starting to think about moving that to the next generation or possibly selling it. I think that makes a lot of sense. Let me see if I can take sort of those in in pieces. So we have financial planning. So you do sort of, you know, what we would call traditional financial planning and lots of people can do that. And then what I'm hearing is you're doing kind of maybe like another concentric circle outside of that, which is things that are kind of personal financial plan adjacent that maybe someone else isn't going to do and you and you can connect them to the fact that the person is an owner of a privately held or a closely held business rather than, you know, just a highly paid executive of a corporation or something like that. And so what are the most common things that are, I don't think this is a technical term, but what I'll call financial plan adjacent Uh sort of things that, you know, your clients, because they're business owners are also going to need, you know, you mentioned tax planning. Are there other things that they need to be thinking about that are very common and that, and that, you're sort of always watching out for? What are those? Yeah, I think definitely business owners have their own unique set of uh, really uh, good problems to have and and also uh, not so good. So for example, building wealth, like business owners, they're most likely their biggest asset is their business. And probably as it should be, they've put their heart and soul into it. They have invested in that. And I like to say, we're always our best investments. But once you have built an entity, a business that has value, then you need to start thinking differently. It's mm-hmm. about 
protecting that value. It's building, it's using your business to build wealth outside of your business to mm. then um, diversify, you know, those, those nest eggs. And by doing that, it actually, I feel helps build business value as well, because you, the more relevant that you are in your business, the less valuable it is. Mm-hmm. So the more uh, of these processes and the organization around it that can be structured and the more, the more freedom that you will get back in your personal life. I totally agree. But would you say that it's intuitive to business owners that they need to plan for things outside of the business? Do they resist that idea? <laughs> and if so, how do you sort of shine a light on it in a way that makes sense to them? I've, I've definitely known a lot of business owners who who, you know, either thought that they didn't have the time or that it didn't make any sense or that it was not going to be as ultimately maybe lucrative, for lack of a better word, for them to outside invest outside of their business. And so do you find that that's, uh, you know, that there's a lot of education that's required or do you find that business owners are wanting to do it, but they just don't know how? So then you show up and you're sort of like the hero in their story because now you're helping them. Where are they? In, in your yeah, life? I think we all know as a business owner, I know that I had to get my plan in place, but I, I, there's always something that's more urgent. It, uh, so I think the value that working with a uh, qualified professional that is experienced in exit planning is that they are the main thing is they're going to be that coach and that accountability to make it happen. Mm-hmm. I, I know for me in my own business, I had to hire, I hired a professional. I paid them a lot of money because I knew I wanted it done right. And I wanted someone else to control that process for me. Sure. And so I think that that's exactly what we do for our business owner clients is, is they trust us and hire us to help facilitate this process. And it doesn't take it's not a short process. It takes right. time, and uh, but it can be really enjoyable. And the peace of mind that comes at the end when that business owner knows that a plan is in place, their family's protected, their business is protected. You know, it, it's just a tragedy to when you see plan when you know someone dies and they have done no planning and there's no legacy in the mm-hmm. sense of that business oftentimes can't go on because there weren't plans in place and a hundred percent of business owners will exit their business at some point True. i've learned that from the ei mm-hmm. so how what are the most common things that you're doing in that in that area where you're going sort of through the door into <laughs> the business and now you're saying okay there are a couple of things i can do that might help you here what are those yeah, I think um, one of I, I do have a sense of an intuitive sense about um, when I'm working with small groups um, or management teams of, of how to facilitate to make sure that everyone's being heard. Um, and then also we do assessments. So mm-hmm. I know how the people are wired in the room. Mm-hmm. And for me, I want to understand what their what what their sweet spot is, because we all we're all great at different things, which is why this world works so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but oftentimes there's no clarity around that. In a small business, kind of the business owner is doing all of the things and the next generation thinks that they have to do all of the things. And so when you can um, you know, sit down with the key people in the business and really organize around their strengths, then a lot of those conflicts subside mm-hmm. because there's order or there's an appreciation of 
how you're wired differently than me through the okay. assessments that we take. So it's mm -hmm. kind of funny because just based on the assessment, I can see how they're going to, where, where their conflict will be. Mm -hmm. Did you go to additional training to develop that skill set or did you just kind of out of necessity from seeing the need with your clients and looking around and thinking somebody's got to help these people? How did you get, how did you add on that aspect of your services? Well, I have, I have uh, participated in a lot of like business owner programs that have mm -hmm. taught me some of these things, but mm -hmm. then also we've implemented it in our own business. So we have 15 uh, employees and mm -hmm. uh, we've done a lot of internal training and um, assessments. And I've just gotten really intimately involved in those because I've had my own journey of figuring out what's important to me and struggling with other people in my business. And mm -hmm. here's the thing about early on in my business, I started my business when I was 23 and I hired a lot of people like me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it, it just, I had so much turnover. It didn't work. It didn't work until I discovered the magic of diversity. Mm -hmm. So diversity is someone that is bringing a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And so if you, if you, so the more diversity you have in your business, the more that you're going to be wholesome in solving problems. But the way you solve problems may be totally different than the way I do. So I need to generously listen to you. We need to have safe environment to that everyone's voice matters. And it's just this um, inclusive environment that fosters a cooperative, high performance team. Mm -hmm. I see. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And so as you carry that forward, then you know, what do you think are going to be the areas in uh, in the future? So right now it's 2021. In the next, you know, three or five or even 10 years, where do you think are going to be the areas where owners of privately held businesses, small and medium sized middle market and lower middle market businesses, what are the areas where they're going to need the most help and support and and you know sort of solution finding or creativity from their advisors what do you think is going to happen boy i think that as and i've seen this in my own clients is as the baby boomers are as they get wiser older mm -hmm. and they're really ready to to stop working and but but what the hardest thing that i see is is letting go they sure. They, they just, it, it's like they need to be able to have those conversations with someone, not their kids, that will say, listen, they are not, your kids may not run this business like you have, but it's going to be different. Mm -hmm. And you need to trust that and just let go more. And so oftentimes all these technical things of making the plan work and reduce taxes and you know that's that's a given or that's you know what we can do but i think the the things that are important is to be able to have those hard conversations with our clients hear them you know help them think about it's like they don't know what they don't know sure so it's like helping them to look at things from a different perspective and often an, a facilitator an outside party can do that. And then not only that, but then walk with them through that transition. Mm -hmm. And I've had to say, go fishing for a month. Don't come back. Let your kids do this because it's, it, it's hard to see it when you're in it. Sure. I think yeah. that makes a lot of sense. And I think you really hit on something when you mentioned that business owners who are, who 
These are probably just people who even can articulate a strong desire to transition out or exit or back away or however they would say it. Yeah. Really struggle with the idea of someone else doing something different and the different being valid. And so when you when you said that, I like I know so many owners who've been in exactly that situation where it was really hard for them to wrap their brain around the idea that somebody could do something differently than they did and have it be just as good and maybe even better. And I will say also, you know, in our business at BEI, I've had the same struggles where I've had to really consciously remind myself that if, if somebody got the thing done or accomplished the goal and they did it in a way that I didn't think of, then isn't, isn't that a good thing? Absolutely. Isn't it maybe even better than the way than me <laughs> yes. having done it my way or me having told them how to do it. So with your clients, the more you can support that, then not only are you building that sort of you stepped away, you're less critical, now your business has more value, but you're also kind of improving the dynamics among the the ownership or leadership generations, right? You're sort of making them function more smoothly when they can be more open and more flexible with each other. Yeah. And I also think that it's it's really important for the exiting uh, business owner to have a clear vision of where they're headed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, most people think an exit is like done, but no, let's think beyond that. Let's, let's have an inspiring future that you're looking forward to, mm -hmm. whether it's travel, whether it's being with grandkids, whether it's just freedom uh, from having to go into the office every day. It's it's like I try to get them to really think about designing this life beyond the business that mm -hmm. will essentially pull them into it. Right. Somebody was just talking to me about that this morning and saying business owners are so future oriented that if you ask them, uh, if you ask them, what did you do three years ago that made a difference in your business today? They have no idea and can't tell you anything about it. But if you ask them what they're gonna do next year or in the next three years, they could go on and on for a half an hour without taking a breath. <laughs> and so they're true. very future oriented. And I think you're exactly right that this, giving them that word that you use inspired, this sort of, this sort of um, you know, something ambitious. Yes. And something that sounds like an accomplishment is so much more in line with the entrepreneurial mindset than ending, stopping, backing off. Those aren't really things entrepreneurs are particularly wired no. to do. So I think maybe you've hit upon something with your kind of, you know, your style of setting the future, the future desires and targets and accomplishments and, and the amazing things that they can do because, uh, because entrepreneurs are kind of wired to head directly for those things, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then to start seeing their business as a legacy. Mm -hmm. Right. So as they shift into that next stage of life, then they get to sell it, look back and celebrate, you know, that that legacy will live on. And I think acknowledging that is really important as well. Mm -hmm. What do your clients uh, come back to you later and say? This is one of the, my favorite things to ask advisors uh, is, you know, and I get a completely different answer every time I ask the question. It's always really interesting to me. So can you think of an example of a client who came back to you after you were done with, you know, just a large part of the planning work? Because yeah. obviously with, with the type of work that you do, these are clients for life. So yes. they're not, it's not that they're not a client anymore, but you do a big planning project. Maybe you go through and implement a bunch of planning strategies that have been developed over sometimes kind of a long period of time. And then can you think of an example or do you have sort of a consistent theme 
among business clients where they come back and what do they say about it afterwards? Because I've definitely, in all the times I've asked this question, I've never had somebody come back and say, my clients are so glad that I saved them taxes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Even though you did. Yeah. So everybody does it. Nobody gets a hug because yeah. of it. Because there's probably still some taxes owed. And that's exactly. painful. <laughs> exactly. And so they just, yeah. just doesn't give our clients that kind of the feel. It doesn't give them the emotional kind of success story. Mm-hmm. And so what do your clients thank you for? What do your clients mention? What do they tell someone that they refer to you how did what did they look back on and value about the experience yeah well what comes to mind uh from mostly all the plans that we've done is that peace of mind is that sense of freedom that they have done the work and they now have a a path to walk on Um, and when you have that structure and that discipline in that is where freedom is felt and so we don't get that feeling until we go through the hard work of the plan and to get there. And so I think it's just that that freedom to go live life, that they know that they have this plan in place, they know it will be successful. And it's just that um, joy of, of experiencing that, those, that next stage of where they want to go. I think you're right. And so what you're doing is you're kind of bringing together two things. And, and you know, that's why we plan is to... Do the hard work that creates these outcomes that really otherwise were not possible. Really, they just were not going to happen for these people unless somebody sat down and did the work to create these outcomes, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to put a price on that. <laughs> Agree. You know, yeah, up front, it's like, yeah, this is going to cost you, but but I can't tell them how they're going to feel on the other side. I can try, but no, but I'm, I'm glad that you have these long-term relationships because I think, uh, you can see it. At least what I know about business owners is that they're real clear about what they cared about and what they valued and they're, and, and, uh, and they're able to, they're able to say it and share it and show their gratitude. So I think it's probably, if I'm guessing pretty rewarding. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here today. This has been really fun. And I think that, you know, what we've learned is that is that there's a lot of value in taking our core expertise and expanding it in the directions that you're personally well suited to fit. Don't force yourself into a, a box or a path as an advisor that that you think other people want you to do. Business owners should look for professional advisors who have something extra to offer beyond their traditional or, you know, sort of, dare I say, commoditized expertise in some areas, like somebody who has something more, because I think in your practice, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And, and that's where you're going to really deliver that value to your clients. So I really appreciate you joining us. Uh, Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Join us for our next episode. For more content like this, please visit exitplanning.com. As an advisor, you have the technical skills to assist business owners in exit planning. However, few advisors know how to package the process and use it to drive the demand for their service. Learn how when you attend an upcoming bootcamp workshop. Visit exitplanning.com forward slash bootcamp to see the latest schedule and to register. That's exitplanning.com forward slash bootcamp. Don't miss the opportunity to take advantage of all exit planning can offer and to set yourself apart from the competition.